The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey guys, I'm Lydia. Hi, I'm Jesse. And I'm Adam. Let's talk Hoya. Hello, welcome back to the Let's Talk Hoya. I don't know why I'm saying that. Um, That was our third take. (laughs) Lydia, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so today we're doing a long overdue episode that we've been wanting to do Mm -hmm. as a memory memoir for the dearest and greatest Toriel Nihus. Yes. And a disclaimer that we might not be pronouncing it perfectly, but we have the greatest respect for Toriel. Yes. For what we could find, I feel like we are pronouncing it yeah. properly. Yes. But just in case. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But um, before we get into the episode and talking about Toriel, there's some Hoya news. <gasps> Las noticias. <laughs> So today's Hoya news is some personal Hoya news from two of our, uh, two of my co-hosts here. Oh. Oh. So Jessie continues her lovely accomplishment of her Hoya La Cunosa blooming. Yeah. 2022 Heck right yeah. into 2023. Dang. I had another um, bloom open up and spread its fragrance. <laughs> 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 and two more in the line. Really? Yeah. Like on the same on the same plant. Okay. And then I am also multiple dunks. Mm-hmm. It's got so four total now. Are you dunk mommy? I'm dunk mommy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, and then I'm also waiting for oh. to see if my unknown seedling cross oh will bloom because. It has formed a peduncle. It now has a little bunch of flowers at the end. Ooh, little buds. But are we going to get a open bloom or not? Stay tuned. That is the Hoya <laughs> Lacanosa X unknown seedling mm-hmm. from that we got from UPT, and mm-hmm. I propagated it. And apparently, Jesse's likes it more. 
<laughs> because mine doesn't have a damn peduncle on it. Yeah. But when that opens, you have to let me know. Yeah. I will be I'll there with my know. camera. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I will. And then Dunk Daddy. <laughs> peduncle Pals. <laughs> Had um, one of his... Only truly, truly open for the first time. Yeah. Your Tom Sonia. My Tom Sonia. And it really, it put on a show. Like 15 oh, blooms yeah. at once, right? Yeah. Minimum. Because that thing has grown peduncles. I have been telling people that it had grown peduncles from like when I first got it. Wow. But nothing ever happened. They were just like sitting there. And it must be a winter bloomer because. Boom. She, she's and taken off. I feel like a lot of other people's Tom Sonia's are also blooming around now. Yeah. I noticed that. Yeah, so so we're assuming it's a winter bloomer, but if you have one and it's bloomed like year round for you, let us know. Yeah. And we did give it the good old sniff test today. Oh yeah, yeah. I smell more lilacs because to me lacunosa smell more gardenia. Mm-hmm. So that's my personal sense. I feel like it's a lilac mixed. Oh, it's boring. Apparently, oh, oh sorry, wow. Okay, bye, everybody. We're leaving. <laughs> I feel I feel like it's a lilac mixed with like an Easter lily. Oh uh, yeah. Like there's a weird lily smell mm-hmm. in there, and I'm not a big fan of lilies. Like mm, I like lilies. Like those big, like yeah. star shaped ones that have like that pollen, that and they smell strong too. Very strong, and that's what it smells like. So mm-hmm. I, mm, I think it's when I was younger. I was my mom had like a big bouquet of those. And I was eating breakfast and it was like making me nauseous sitting next to it. Wow. And so I haven't liked it since then. Core memory there. I know. Weird, right? Yeah. I have nothing to contribute because I don't know my flowers like you guys apparently <laughs> because I smelled it. And I was like, mmm, flowers. <laughs> Ooh, floral. <laughs> but a different floral than the Lacanosa, but definitely floral. And I did. I was wrong. Yeah. I was wrong. I thought that was the white flowers one, but it wasn't. The person who had traded me said, no, that one's the pink one. The other one that I have that has bigger leaves. Oh, that's the white one. That's the white one. But that one doesn't even have a semblance of a peduncle on it. But I did see someone post a white Thompsonii, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, damn. That one's more uncommon than the pink one. So (gasps) if anybody has the white one and it bloomed for them this winter, we want to see. Yeah, show it off. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) But yeah, loving that for you guys. Uh, I don't have anything blooming at the moment, so no Hoya news from me. That's not true. My pajeria. Oh, so yeah, I sent... (laughs) I sent Adam a video message yesterday mm-hmm. and then this morning I peeped over and the little flower was sitting in the water fountain in my cabinet because it already <laughs> no. opened and yeah so but it that one blooms all the time so it's okay okay so yeah so no Hoya news from Hashtag me humblebug. <laughs> right uh, uh, but yeah there's Hoya news las noticias <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we ended it with it too. <laughs> Lydia's just waving her finger. And then Jesse was like, well, that's all your news. Wrap it up, wrap it up. <laughs> oh, it feels weird to be so cheerful and happy, but because of this episode. I know. But I think, I think we can celebrate life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't think we need to be downer about it, but Tariel was like, I don't know. She was on a level with Ted Green in my mind. Oh, she was. She was an icon. Yeah. Definitely an icon. And truly and honestly, she was somebody that I thought like one day, 
fly by a plane ticket and I go to Sweden and go to one of, because we're part of the Swedish Hoya Society mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they have um, like quarterly or like by um, yearly event type things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, if one day I buy a ticket and I go, I'll be able to meet her. Like one day I'm going to get to meet Toriel. So literally, I just remember you guys sent, um, I think it was the Instagram post that the Swedish Hoya Society had posted. And I don't know, it was just so devastating. And I never even met her in person, yeah. but... But Lydia actually cried and she was like <laughs> so emotional. And I was like, well, obviously I was really sad, but yeah. she was very emotional, I think, because you were like... Hoping to meet her one day. Yeah. It would have been amazing, especially for her to be like, you know. Yeah. Sharing her knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm happy to be doing this episode in her memory because she was such an icon. But, you know, part of me just is sad, you know, to Mm -hmm. never have gotten to actually meet her. But Mm. um, she leaves so much behind with her, you know, so. Yeah, her knowledge, her Mm -hmm. friendships that she had and. The plants. Oh, it's a lot. I know. <laughs> a lot. But um, Toriel was born in 1948 and she passed away October of last year, 2022. Gosh, it doesn't feel like it's been that long. I know, but it really has, which yeah. is crazy. It's already been three months. Yes. It really grounds me or it makes me sit back and reflect on the plant community, how we can make these like such deep friendships or like these such long impacts on each other mm-hmm. um, with this like small thing that plants. Well, maybe not that they're small, but like this like uh, the hobby. Yeah, yeah, this hobby, but it really does connect people. Mm-hmm. I've definitely met some people in the plant world that I'm like, you know, I would be really sad if they like pass away in a way that like family and friends that I'm right next to is the same, mm-hmm. even though some of them I've never even met in person. And it brings me back to how special our community is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because whenever we first got into this hobby, you think, oh, I'm just doing it to get into plants. And then you have this community and then it just becomes this huge impact on your life. And I think especially for us, you know, not only having plants, but starting this podcast and our friendship coming together through plants, like it's just had this profound impact, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think like Toriel definitely just totally encapsulated that completely. And it's beautiful. Um, but for someone who was so, so deep into the Hoya community and being somebody that I feel like is so crucial to the community and a lot of the information that we have. It was so hard finding information about her. Yeah. I mean, that was a generation that didn't, I mean, even my generation didn't grow up with the internet and where everything was documented. So I don't know. It's kind of tough. Yeah. You know, same thing happened with Ted Green. We didn't find Mm -hmm. about a bunch of information about him. Unless it was stuff he himself, and he wasn't like, I'm Ted Green, and this yeah. and this and this about me. He was yeah. all about the Hoya. Yeah. And so was Toril. Yeah. yeah. And he, there was someone who did um, an interview with him, and that's where we got most of our information, but mm-hmm. 
I didn't even find like an interview or anything like that that was done. And maybe there's one somewhere. It's just such like, you know, deep into information somewhere and we would have to dig it out. But I think it's just really, really cool that forever we'll have a piece of her visually from that video from Summer Rain Oaks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which was my first introduction to Tareel. Yeah, same. I and had no idea. It was also like one of my first introductions to like a Big Hoya collector yeah. Video. Mm-hmm. And that video was three, four years ago. Yeah. It was a while ago. And that's right when Jesse and I were getting into Hoya. So it was one of those like first Hoya videos mm-hmm. that I had seen. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so many Hoya. And here we are today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny to think three years ago because I was like, oh, that was probably when I was, but I was already into Hoya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were. You were one of the like those OG, like, I got into Hoya before you did. Well, no, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, I know. But it's just time has flown. Yeah. But yeah, that video um, of Tareel when Summer, because I, you know, obviously love Summer Rain Oaks. Yeah. Uh, but just from the moment she opens the door, she just has the sweetest demeanor. And I'm just like. I want to hug this person. I don't know why, but I've yeah. always felt that every time I watch that video, I'm just like, oh my gosh. I know. And I think that's like the general feeling of a lot of people in the Hoya society, if not everybody who actually got to meet Toriel and have interactions with her. And we'll read some of the stories from the um, Hoya Telegraph from the Hoya Swedish Society. We got permission from the society members to share some of these stories and we'll do that in a little bit here. But Um, Her legacy definitely lives on. You know, she was a chairman for years and years for the Hoya Swedish Society. And up until her passing, she was an editor um, for the Hoya Telegraph. And I know there were some other articles that she had been working on and they're still going to share it, which I think is awesome. And I'm looking forward Mm -hmm. to, you know, seeing that last bit of information that Toriel Toriel had for us to share and leave with us. So, And she had a son too, right? Yes. Mm. I don't Can know. You imagine yeah, I don't know if that's her queen only being son your mom. Or... Gosh, I know. And not understanding the impact that you're probably, yeah. he probably unless he is super into plants, he probably doesn't understand the impact yeah. that she's had. Yeah. But I, I was saying to you guys earlier how I rewatched that Summer Rain Oaks video today. Mm-hmm. And I remembered back to when Lydia and I watched it together and I was like her house is like full of like, is there room for her to sit? Like this lady is crazy. And then when I was watching today, I was like, actually, it's really organized. That looks really clean and yeah. neat. I could get that set up here. So I don't know, like I think I'm just a little more plant crazy to where I'm like, plants taking over isn't like a bad thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, as I was watching today, I was like, okay, you know, she actually had it really organized and, and it worked well for yeah, her. It yeah, might work for me. <laughs> so when we first watched it, we were like, oh my gosh, there's no couch. There's no dining table. We didn't see a bed. And then here we are three, four years later, just thinking, oh my gosh, where do I get that? Can mm-hmm. I do that to my living room? <laughs> Who needs a bed? I yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I can sleep under one of those shelves she had Hoyas on. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so absolutely. But we, like I said, got permission to read some of the stories shared by some of the Swedish Hoya Society members. And we're going to share one with you now. Yeah. And just so 
Sorry. I thought you were like, be quiet. Don't talk. I'm going to um, kick you. No. <laughs> Just so, uh, so it's clear, we, we joined the Swedish Hoya Society, which is a, a yearly cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they send out four. So each quarter they send out a newsletter. Mm-hmm. And so these stories were in the fourth quarter of 2022, the newsletter. It came out um, actually not too long ago in January mm-hmm. because... Toriel was, um, yeah, because she had passed and she was also the editor. Like they're feeling the loss deeper than losing a friend. But um, these stories that we're going to read are from that fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. And they were Google translated, right? They were not professionally translated. So if something from the original text is not (laughs) correct, blame that on Google. The technology, not on us. Because the Hoya Telegraph does come out in um, Swedish. Yeah. And we haven't learned it yet. (laughs) So we have to Google Translate and um, it'll just be the best that Google provided us. Yeah. It's really cool because they will send us the hard copy Mm -hmm. so we can see the photos. And then they also send us a PDF that we can translate. The PDF does not have the photos. But then you can just look at the hard copy while you're going through it. So mm-hmm. it's very neat. Yeah, it is. And they really accommodate, you know, people. Yeah, like I love us. that they make it accessible mm-hmm. to us. So the first story we're going to read is by the chairman, the current chairman of the Swedish Warrior Society. And I apologize if I pronounce this incorrectly, but their name is Asa Svansson. I first met Toril in the fall of 1996. At that time, I was living in Stockholm, and one evening, the house phone rang, and a woman on the other end introduced herself as Toril Nyhus. She had seen that I was one of three members living in Stockholm in the Swedish Hoya Society. She wondered if I wanted to come along to a Hoya meeting with Eva Karen Weiberg in Dalarna. Of course I wanted to. We talked nonstop about everything between heaven and earth during the long car journey and have been in regular contact since that time. At that Hoya meeting, Tariel decided that she would accompany Ava Karen on the next fundraising trip to Asia, along with Ted Green, Dale Kloppenberg, and Ed Gilding. On that trip, a Hoya species was collected, EG00897, into the Philippines, and I got a cutting of it from Tariel. When I moved to Holland a few years later and spoke to her on the phone, I mentioned that it was blooming at my place, and five hours later, there was a knock on my door, <laughs> and there stood Tariel with the camera around her neck and Aww. wanted to photograph my Hoya bloom. It turned out that I was the first to get that particular one to bloom, and Tariel's pictures, as well as the mother plant flower from my plant, later contributed to the species being published as Hoya surigeoensis. I still have that plant, and it is one of my favorites. Tariel was a lovely person who, with her enthusiasm and devotion, was happy to spread knowledge about growing facts and tips. The Swedish Hoya Society's work to spread knowledge about the genus Hoya will continue in Tariel's spirit. Hola, Hoya friends. So we launched our Patreon, a.k.a. Peduncle Pals. It's been a joy connecting more with all of you, chatting in our Facebook group, and sharing more behind the scenes through our exclusive Patreon episodes every month. We're blown away by your support, and we're so grateful for every one of you that is joining us on this club. You can subscribe through our Patreon link through our Instagram bio, episode descriptions, or show notes. See you there. 
Looking to elevate your gardening game this season? Well, look no further than Coast of Maine, your go-to source for premium organic soils for over 28 years. Organic approved and sourced from oceans and farms, their full range of garden and lawn products are designed to restore roots to the natural world. So picture this. You're struggling with lackluster soil, just like I did last year, and your garden plans just aren't thriving. And that was until we discovered Coast of Maine. Their products infused my soil with the healthy microbes and nutrients it was craving, resulting in vibrant outdoor plants that practically thanked me for the upgrade. Omri listed and crafted from natural ingredients like lobster shells and fish bones, their products not only nourish your plants, but also your peace of mind. Are you ready to take your garden to the next level? Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. That's why their products are carried by local retail partners who provide advice and insight, not just found in big box stores. And Coast of Maine knows from beginning to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. Their products make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. Let's get growing together. Visit coastofmaine.com today. That's coastofmaine with an E.com. Oh, that is so cute. I know. And full of emotion. <laughs> so much emotion. Um, uh, also, is that the journey, though? Remember when we were doing the episode of Mr. Ted Green, we talked about the one of the expeditions that they all went on. Mm-hmm. Is that that expedition? That expedition? <laughs> I mean, she went on so many of them. Yeah, there was so many of them. It could have been. So I don't know expedition yeah the expedition that they went on but oh my gosh that just like makes me think i feel like if like we didn't love live close to each other and say i lived five hours away and there was this hoya and we're all excited to see a bloom and i had told you guys like guys this hoya it's like the blooms are opening i could see adam showing up to my house with his little camera all right Bring her over. Yeah. Oh, I, I could I totally see that. And the Camera thing is, and lights. And yeah. lights. <laughs> Only true like Hoya heads will really like understand that that is literally worth a five hour drive. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and see. everyone else would be like, what are you doing? Because I remember last year I bought a plant from Tucson and we live in Phoenix and I hit up my friend and I was like, hey, what are you doing tonight? And he was like, not much. I was like. How would you feel about driving to Tucson and back with me tonight? And he was like, okay. And literally, I went and picked him up and we drove to Tucson and back. And every time now, he's like, how's that plant doing? I'm like, oh, it died. But oh, like, no. it was worth it to me because it was a Hoya that I really wanted. Yeah. And I had it for a while. Yeah. But I think he thinks I'm crazy. But... It's worth it. Yeah. 100%. Which, which one was it, by the way? I don't even remember. <laughs> but that was like a four-hour round trip, right? Yeah, yeah. it was a four-hour round. Yeah. This is a five-hour one-way, so yeah. I can't. It was a 10-hour drive. Yeah. But again, worth it. We drive to California five hours there, five hours back yeah. regularly just to be part of a bigger group of people who understand our insanity love yeah. for Hoya. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the excitement that April from Unsolicited Plant Talks would have felt when her lot Baki I last year bloomed for the first time and like everybody was just so so excited for her you yeah. know it, it's yeah. it's such a similar thing like where you just get all super excited like oh my gosh that bloom we've never seen that bloom mm-hmm. before you know and it's so sweet yeah did we get to see that we did get to see like at least a little 
We did. Me. We were there we before were it bloomed. Yeah. So we and saw like, the, the, buds. the buds. And they yeah. looked like Huge. apples. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were literally as big as apples dangling from a tree. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. We should have driven back when they opened. We should've, we should've <laughs> They're have. opening right now, actually. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, mm. <laughs> But, <laughs> yeah, but like you guys said, I mean, Toriel had been on so many expeditions. Between 97 to 2002, she made several trips to Asia, Philippines, Borneo, Malaysia, Sumatra, all of those iconic places that we hope to go to one day. Yeah, one day. And, yeah, see those Hoya. Hopefully by then they're not completely deforested. But, mm-hmm. but if not, somebody... From the Swedish Hoya Society can invite us to their place. <laughs> Sometimes I get a little nervous when I think about going on like an expedition because I'm like, oh, the bugs, the snakes. But I'm like, you know what? Tareel did this. Like people, <laughs> people do this all the time. Like yeah. I can handle it. Lydia 100% cannot handle it. Oh, I know. She would have to be in one of those bubbles from Jurassic Park. You know, the ones where they uh-huh. like go through the forest in a glass bubble. That would have to be her. And I'd be like, you know what? Whatever. If it's going to bite me, it's going to bite me. <laughs> there was one story, though, um, in the Hoya Telegraph. And I can't remember who it was, but they had gone on an expedition with Toriel. And they were saying, well, I wasn't afraid of the snake, but she was. And, and she was afraid of something else, but I wasn't. So I feel like it'll be like that, except I would be scared of everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She'd be like, is it foggy here, guys? What do you guys think that means? Is that contamination <laughs> and i'd be like okay it's mist, <laughs> it's mist. breathe lady <laughs> but she had been on so many expeditions that she has a hoya named after her mm. which is yes. hoya hashtag goals hashtag goals we know jesse wants a hoya named after her <laughs> yes whether it's a newly discovered in the wild hoya or it's lydia and adam's Pollination, baby. I'm getting in there. (laughs) (laughs) But this is a Hoya that originates from Borneo, and it's Hoya Naihusi, which Mm. is one of my top, top wish list Hoya. I tried to get one at the beginning of this year when I was like mass accumulating all these Hoya that I wanted, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't able to get one, but she is such a beauty and I hope to get one. Mm-hmm. I love that. And um, there's images of it in mm-hmm. the book, A Guide to Hoyas of Borneo. Ooh, let's see it. A Guide to Hoyas of Borneo by Anthony Lamb and Mikel Rada. But yeah, just look at these blooms. Oh, and then Toriel with her little head lamp, uh, head yeah. camera. It's a, like, that's like one of the original GoPros. Oh, and she was doing like a, I'm guessing like an expedition, I'm literally just like <laughs> making this story up my head, but it's, she was obviously on an expedition and she was doing like a point of view video and um, I want to see that video. It was probably great. Like you can only imagine, but, but I mean, I love that little photo of her with a, yeah. with a GoPro strapped to her head and she was like, it's like the photo of you with the magnifying glasses. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it's the hobby life. Yeah. yeah. But we'll post a photo of Toriel's namesake, Hoya, because I don't know. I think it's gorgeous. She is a cutie. So hopefully this will be the year I'll be able to get it. Yes. If any I'll of you have, have it and memory. are willing to trade. Hit us up in our DMs. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it up for mine. 
that? If it's inappropriate, go ahead and send it to Lydia. Just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. But um probably because, you know, Terrell had so many friendships within the Hoya Society. Not only the members of the Swedish Hoya Society, but a lot of the bigger researchers that we know now, um, like Nathalie Simonson, Mikkel Rada, who are really out there. Doing the most. Yeah, spearheading like those publications. Um, I know she was also friends with um, Sariza, who's a really big hybridizer and has a huge nursery in Thailand. Um, and so probably because of that, she has a lot of mentions and citations within different academic publications. Um, but she's contributed, as far as I was able to found, um, she was the author and contributed to um, a research topic in Hoyas and also co-authored a publication, but also received 13 different citations. So she was really out there doing a lot of, you know, research and trying to find more information on Hoya and making it more widely available to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, in our Ted Green tribute episode, she also, you know, came and spent some time with Ted Green and yeah. I don't know, their friendship just makes me... I know. Oh. It just... It just breaks my heart because when Mr. Ted Green passed, she wrote that memorial article. In the Hoya Telegraph. And then, right, and the one in STEMA she also contributed to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now right here we are. Right before her passing. Yeah, I know. 2022 was not the year, man. No, it was not. No. But there is another, there's another story. Do, would you like to read that now? Yeah. So um, this story also published in the Hoya Telegraph um, was written by Nathalie Simonson, who is a botanist and out there doing a lot of research and publishing a lot of information on Hoya and other plant species too. Um, but Toro was near and dear to her for the past 25 years. Um, Toriel was like a mother to Nathalie and there's this really, really sweet story on Hoya Paradisiae, which is actually a recently published Hoya. Um, and so I'm just going to read this little part that she wrote. Toriel even set up a whole room at her house just to grow my Hoyas, mainly from Papua New Guinea, partly to preserve them as a living backup in case something went wrong with my own plants, and partly to see which of us could produce flowers first so we could identify each plant and hopefully discover new species. This is exactly how I discovered at Toriel's home an entirely new species that just a couple of weeks after her passing was published as Hoya paradisiae. Both she and I were so surprised when the pairs of little bright green sweet buds just grew and grew and grew. We both thought they would break out the next day because they were already big enough in relation to the foliage. But no, they didn't stop growing and the days just went by. I slept over with her so we could both see what this Hoyad would turn right. out to be. Yep. <laughs> Dedication. We both literally dropped our jaws that morning when the tiny little-leafed plant had finally burst its big, swelling buds and displayed the unexpected, long hairs along the edges of a big, beautiful bells. We fell so in love with it, Hoya Paradisier probably instantly became one of her favorites, and it happily bloomed several times at her place. 
I have many unforgettable memories with Toriel, and I have much in my life to thank her for. Undeniably, my life would have looked completely different today if I hadn't gone to the Hoya meeting in Stockholm. I miss you, Toriel. My deepest thanks for these 25 years. Nathalie Simonson. Oh my goodness. That is a a tearjerker. Because Toriel really set Nathalie's life in a different trajectory. Yeah, they met when she was 15, 16 years old and became a mother figure to her that entire time. Oh, I did just look up the Hoya Paradisia. I have that. You have that? I have it. I, I, okay, so... Aren't those blues gorgeous? Gonna get a little TMI here, but when I was little, I would suck my thumb and I would like pick these fuzzies off of a blanket and like tickle my nose with it while I'm sucking my thumb. And I feel like (laughs) this could be a nose tickler. (laughs) (laughs) Like I just must tick my nose in there. Isn't it freaking drop dead gorgeous? It is. It It looks like a little dandelion is hiding inside of there. Oh my god. I make sure you post those so that the listeners can also see them. Yeah, I got um, a piece of it, not realizing that it was a newly published Hoya because when we had gone to California, that publication had just came out not too long ago. And I saw it on a shelf and I was like, oh, the foliage on this looks really cute. It looks like some of the Hoya that they've been finding in Papua. And so I bought it and then... That week I realized what it was and oh my gosh, I am freaking stoked for it to bloom one day. Yeah. We should get a cutting of that to Adam. <laughs> so we can see it bloom like next week. I would I do want a cutting of a of a Hoya that blooms those big blooms. That's not the Imperialis because I did not enjoy that one. And it never cricket, cricket. The moment of silence. And it never bloomed for me, like not even semblance of a peduncle, but yeah. Like the Mapageria. Probably because you didn't love it at like I want to I want to see those like big. I've never had a Hoya that had the big blooms like that. Nice big blooms. Yeah. But Paradisier. I know. And also it's just beautiful. knowing like how excited Tariel and Nathalie were. Uh, and the fact that they were like having sleepovers to watch it open. And yeah. then it became one of our favorites. It's just so. It makes it even more special. I yeah. know. And it was just published um, not too long after Toriel had passed. So I don't know. It is really special. But I don't know. Just reading these stories, like I just want to think, I mean, they're probably not going to listen to this because it's in English. But um, if anybody does, like I just want to really thank um, everybody at the Swedish Hoya Society for allowing us to even read these stories because usually um, the Hoya Telegraph is for paid members of the society but they allowed us to do this for mm-hmm. you know the tribute for Tareel so I just want to thank them for allowing us to share this with y'all so yeah, yeah. and also thank you for giving a piece of yourself in these stories because mm-hmm. it really just like helps us get a better picture of who this amazing woman was yeah yeah and yeah. the impact that she's had on many many lives yeah and the impact that, you know, she'll continue to have, especially in our lives as avid Hoya collectors who, you know, want to find and have more information. You know, a lot of that is going to still come from Toriel and the work that she's contributed. So, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. 
But as we end this episode, there's going to be a little clip that we're going to share from Summer Rain Oak's YouTube video, just so that a little bit of Toriel's essence lives in this episode um, forever. But also we'll link the link to that video if you guys want to go ahead and have a peek at it, see some of her collection, absolutely beautiful, um, and just get to see, you know, what a wonderful human she was. Yeah, for sure. Take a take a a day and just watch the video and realize that um, we're just so connected in this community. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so, so important to, to be grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But if you like, <laughs> if you like this, episode. if you, if you like this podcast and oh, yeah. joining us for Hoya information, you can also find us on a few other places. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in the episode. <laughs> Because I'm like, I'm giving Lydia a blank stare and she's like, okay, <laughs> rip it up. That's my spot. And I forgot. Um, please leave us a review. A reviews really help us get into the ears of other listeners and it helps the podcast. And uh, if you did enjoy this episode and you want to see more, um, subscribe. And you can follow us over on Instagram at let's.talkhoya. And you can follow us individually. I am at Noptude. I'm at thegreenplant.az. And I'm at Perritos y Plants. Adios. Adios. Bye. Hello. Hey, how are you? Hello. So good to meet Hello. you. I already see some Hoyas in here. Yes, they are everywhere. Oh, my goodness. So this is the Hoya Haven. Some say so. Yeah. <laughs> how many Hoyas do you actually have here? Oh, I have a little more than 400. 400? Yes. Wow, holy crap. Is this all species or some cultivars or? I think I have maybe two or three cultivars. Two or three cultivars and the rest are species. Yes. Well, should we step in and just see a little bit of what you have here? Where are um, most of yours actually coming from? Any particular country? Are you just collecting them through other collectors? I have from other collectors, but I know all the big collectors, so it's easy to get them for me. I've been to Asia, I think it's 12 times. I've been in the Philippines once back in 97 on my first trip. And then I've been to Borneo four times. And I get friends everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I have friends there and in Malaysia and in Thailand and Indonesia. And I've been to Sumatra twice and Mm -hmm. to Laos twice. So, so you know your way around to, in order to be able to get some of these beautiful Hoyas. And, and I heard, you know, from uh, folks that there is a strong Hoya collective here within Sweden. Yes. And are you a part of that? I've been the president or part of the board for 20 years. Wow. How did your love for Hoyas start? Because right now I'm kind of looking and it looks like you have all Hoyas here <laughs> and you're almost exclusively growing Hoyas, but did you grow other plants first or did you just dive right into Hoyas? I asked my mother once when it started because she was not growing any yeah. pots. Yeah. And um, she said, as, t- as soon as I started to walk, I was crazy about Hoya, <laughs> about every plant with every blo- plant, yeah. flower. Yeah. So uh, when I moved out from home, I started to have pots everywhere. Uh, any kind of plants. But in the 70s, I discovered that I had three Hoyas. Hmm. I had a Bella, um, Multiflora, and 
Carnosa, of course. Okay, so common ones. Yes, yeah. but I could see they were very different, the way they grow, the way they look, but they are the same uh, shape in the flower. Mm. And that made me interested, and I thought it must be many more. Mm. And I couldn't find any, Yeah. but I tried. Yeah. And then I read in a book in the 80s, I think, that in, in USA you can find seven, eight more. Mm. So I asked every person going to USA if they could search Ahoya for me. I had never any luck. Yeah. Because later I understood that all, all, only the collectors had them. It was not in the shop. Hmm. But in 96 I discovered we had a Hoya Society in Sweden. And that was like Christmas Eve for me. <laughs> so in just a few weeks, I bought 25 new species. Oh my goodness. And then um, the girl who started this society, I asked her about going and see Hoya somewhere. I thought about gardens in Denmark or Holland or something. And she said, I'm going to Borneo next spring. Do you want to follow, be with me on that trip? And I did. And yeah. that, then it started. Then it really started. Well, it sounds like, you know, over a decade, you had really had this intrigue and curiosity for Hoyas. And then all of a sudden, as soon as you saw more, you're just like, I have to have them all. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was like that in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.